This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. And it's interesting that you mentioned this dichotomy of untapped potential and then arriving at a place like Penn. And so now I'm going to ask you, how is that like as someone who had that untapped potential to then be tapped at the United Nations, right? Tell me a little bit about your experience uh, performing at the United Nations. What was that like at such a, like such an age where you're coming into Penn, summer of 2016, so recent, you're young in your college career, performing in front of such a sophisticated audience, which is considerably a world stage. Right, right, yeah. It was, uh, when I think about the whole United Nations thing, it's just... It's kind of hard to believe. I almost, I almost like don't believe myself that I did it. But I gotta remind myself, like, yeah, no, we were there. That happened. But um, yeah, like, it's funny because first of all, I don't think I don't know if a rapper has ever done that before, you know. So that's like a pretty big milestone for anybody who's making music. But I think what it really meant for me was, um, you know, before I even talk about like how that felt or how that happened or anything like that, it's just like my whole idea with hip hop is to like incorporate the culture, right, of, like, where I come from and what, like, hip-hop is, you know, understanding what it really is. So I'm not, you know, you know, appropriating it in any, like, negative way. I'm not, like, being a negative ambassador to the culture of hip-hop, right? You got to obviously, like, stay true to that. So that's, like, one of my main goals, right, to really respect the craft itself but in the art form. But at the same time, you know, bringing in kind of, like, my own background and experiences and, and allowing this art to be, able, to be able to kind of, like, transcend into other, other audiences, environments, contexts, right? And so that's why the whole, like, rapping at the UN thing is so, like, mind-blowing because that, I mean, the United Nations isn't a context where you would expect somebody to go in there and rap. But, but the reason why it meant a lot to me is because my whole idea is to bring communities together, right? The funny thing was I, I decided not to approach it any differently than I would approach anything else because if you think about it, like, the, um, the idea of, like, you know, staying true to the culture of hip-hop bringing in my own personal story that might resonate with other people and then, like, uniting people together. Like, just that, that just, like, those three key pieces. It's, like, the same thing I decided to do United Nations. So what I, what I did was uh, me and my, one of my producers, Waz, he's, he's incredible, man. We, we, I could sit here for three hours and talk about him, Chris, like, Alex, all these guys that I work with. Whole crew. But, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a strong team. I'm probably the least talented person on the team. <laughs> but, but, um, but Waz, he made a mix, basically, the first track, like the first part of the mix was a segment of the intro of my previous mixtape. It's called Euphoric. Um, and the name of the intro was also called Euphoric. Um, but it's like a really like dark song about just like my situation and what happened and, and like what it means. Like, you know, the first time I really experienced kind of like uh, these issues and how I saw them and how they related on a larger level, right? Um, you have to listen to the song to really like understand what I'm saying. But we we like took that part, and then the middle part was um, the song called Breakthrough, which I which I released a music video for a year ago, which is like a more upbeat and like energetic bring people together song. And then at the end, it was a snippet of Rays, and Rays hadn't been released yet. 
and Rage was a lot, lot more like, kind of like the same as Breakthrough in the sense that I brought people together, but it was also more triumphant. It's more like, let's do this together. Let's come out on the other side of this together. And then I did like a little spoken word at the end of the piece to just like, you know, thank you for allowing me to be here and be part of this like movement to change the world together. And that was it. And like, that was the performance. And, you know, I guess my biggest takeaway was that basically like, you know, the, these messages of bringing people together, it's, it's, it's meant for everybody, right? And everybody's going to receive it well. And I don't think you should be afraid of, like, the the delivery mechanism, right? Like, the, the way that you deliver that message. Like, whether you're speaking, whether you're singing, whether you're rapping, that, that doesn't matter. But as long as the message gets through in a way that's going to resonate with people, that's going to last, um, I, th- I think that's how you're going to make the most impact. That's interesting. Um, you mentioned race. Yeah. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Um, what was that like, not only just having that video produced and going through that process professionally, right. but what was it like afterwards seeing 100K views? Yeah, man. That's nuts. Like, like Ray's kind of like, that took me from, obviously like on a small scale, took me from here to like here, right? <laughs> like, how do I explain Ray's? Okay, let me explain to you life before Rays. Like, before even recording Rays, right? Not even just before releasing Rays, but before recording Rays, right? right. Anytime I do something like this, I, I've been fortunate, right? Like, people have been really flocking to, like, the story, and I've gotten, like, some good press opportunities, right? And I've gotten to perform a lot um, and put out music. But when people, like, thought Kayvon, the first thing that they thought of was, like, the story, the, the person, you know, all these things that I'm saying to you. Like, people people really gravitate towards, like, my energy and the things that I say and like, kind of, like, my goals, right? And obviously, like, what I've done in response to the story and how I want to kind of, like, help other people, like, get out of, like, situations like that, right? Help them through situations that are similar to that. Um, and that was it, and that's great. Like, I, I was known as that guy, you know? It's still very positive connotation with the name. I was, like, a figure in that sense. But, but like, when it t- came to the music... A lot of people knew who I was, right? Like, I mean, most of Penn knows, like, they've at least heard of what, who Kayvon is, right? But a lot of them, most of them, did not, like, listen to music. A very small amount of people listen to music. So I was like, this is cool on, like, a pub, like, you know, public figure level, like, just as a human being. Like, that achieves that goal for people to know that that's what I stand for. But as far as, like, as a musician, as an artist, like, I want people to, to experience the art that I create, right? So... You know, one of my big goals was like, okay, I need to make music that, like, you know, that is going to reach people in that way that, you know, when people hear Kayvon, they still think of those connotations that I just mentioned, but they think of how the music ties in with that, right? So so uh, that's basically like, that, that's, that was me in a nutshell. And so, and you got to remember, that's like after freshman year and sophomore year, right? Because this is this past summer that I did the UN, and I recorded Rays this past summer too. So it's basically like halfway through my college career. It's like everybody knows me, but a lot of people don't know my, my music, right? So this summer, one of the things I did was, like, I made a lot of music. Like, I probably have, like, 25 songs done, ready to go, ready to just be out. I could put them out tomorrow if I wanted, right? Because I just did a bunch of them in the summer, and I'm still making music with the team, of course, but, like, you know, and that's just, like, the songs that are done, like, recorded and mixed and mastered and all that. That doesn't include all the songs that I've written, and, like, just there's so much product ready to be put out, right? But it's, like, what's going to be the product that, you know, is going to is gonna set me apart from, like, you know, just not being known for who I am, but also, like, what my music is? And so Raise was one of the songs that, like, one of those many songs in the session where, like, 
you know, Waz had like a beat that he did like a few years ago and I really liked it and I was like, I wanna do it on this on this beat. And I actually like, came up with the hook on the bus ride to Waz's place. Um and and you know, I like came up with the hook, I'd already done the verses, and I was like working on it in the studio session and I was ready to lay it down. But see what Waz is really good at is um he's really good at melodies, right? Like he's just like unreal at adding melodies on a beat so he he used the beat that he made a few years ago right for the song because that's the one i wanted to rap on but he like added all these synths in there and all these like arpeggiators and just like all those like all these like musical terms that i hardly understand (laughs) but but like just these sounds that just like made just like made the song just like have so much more energy and it's like while we were building the song because like the way it works like I sit there you know I understand like music theory because I used to play a trombone and things like that but um I'll be like you know I want to sound like and he'll be like all right and he'll actually like do it right and then he'll he'll also have his own ideas and sometimes he'll freestyle things and but like while we were just building that track it was like wow like it's it's like when you could tell something is special that was happening. And sometimes you have those moments. Like, a lot of moments in the studio, it's really, like, you know, you, you record and you sit there and you're just like, oh, I don't like the way that take sounded. Let me go do it again. Let's, like, adjust it. It's really, like, tedious and, like, menial task. But some very special moments, you're just like, wow, like, this is going to be something. Right? And that's what Ray's was. So, and fast forward for the song, it's, like, you know, it's past 70,000 plays, my best performing song. Um, and it's just really hit a wave. Uh, but... But then, like, you know, backtrack to, like, when we started making the video. Like, that was just, like, another part. So, so we get the song, right? That's big. And then you get, uh, and, and then you get, like, getting in a room with just, like, some incredible video people that I know. The, the director's name is Sam Cowan. He goes to Drexel. Um, and he put, like, a, a team together with two, two basically, executive producers. Um, so we're doing that. Um, and then, you know, we record the, we record the video during, like, uh, our school's fall break and you know that weekend we spend 46 hours on set right and that's that's like the whole crew it's like a 20 person crew behind this video so 46 hours on set that doesn't count all the hours you spent before and pre-production and after and post-production and then we put the video out and we start promoting uh one of my friends that goes here his name is david zhao and he's um somebody you guys might want to interview too he's amazing and and uh we just start like promoting it together, and like now when people talk to Kayvon, like talk to me, they talk about Rays. They don't necessarily talk about the story as much, like behind it. They talk about the music, and that was the goal. They talk about they talk about it. So there's like you know I loved your video, I love this, this, and this. I'm getting messages, I'm getting followers, I'm getting people who who like don't go here. Obviously, like a lot of people don't go here, like go, don't go to Penn, and just like from all over the place. Like oh yeah, I saw this video. You know at Kayvon Music, whoever you are, like this is amazing. You know I'm connecting with people that you know I don't see physically, but it's like what what actual rappers do, right? Like I'm finally in that in that space where it's like I'm not just a pen rapper. I'm I'm a real artist. So, you know, long story short, that was really exciting because now I just put out a song this week called Icing. And it was just kind of like a, a it was just kind of like a, you know, it's not like a single, it's just straight rapping, but it's kind of like, here's a gift, more music's coming, just sit tight, right? Because I don't want to go too long. And then people flock to it. People are responding to it. People are like, oh, this is also really good, da-da-da. So, uh, you know, uh, that that's really like in summary like raised made me an actual artist made people respect the craft and know what I'm capable of and at this point it's just scale and we're doing a lot of exciting things next to uh to capitalize on it um so in addition to this to the music facet uh, 
I'm aware that you have your own clothing brand. Mm. You're repping right now, right actually. Now. <laughs> and uh, you also act as the founder and CEO of Kavon Enterprises. Yes, Can you expound a bit on this venture? What is this initiative entailed? Right. Uh, yeah, so Kayvon Enterprises is just kind of like my holding company for all the things I work on, right? Kayvon Music is all like my personal artistry, right? And under Kayvon Music, you got the you got the songs, you got the videos, you got the performances, right? Uh, and then Kayvon Fashion is like all the things I like to work on as far as like the clothing. So I have like my own Kayvon Music merchandise, right? That's branded as just Kayvon Music, but then I also have Hero Soul. And like the story behind this is that... Um, Kayvon Music is, like, the, the logo, like, the, um, it's like a lion, bear, and a wolf, like, combined into this, this like, like fan, uh, fantasy creature. Um, that whole, like, thing was designed by Adam Reed, and he's a designer. He goes to Penn, and he's incredible. And we sold those shirts, and they did really well. Like, I was a spring freshman year, and those things sold, like, 120 of them. And I was, like, a nobody. Like, I, I'm still, you know, not as big as, like, real rappers, but, like, you know, that's still a lot for somebody who's just a spring freshman. Like, that's how strong the design was. So that became my logo. And then we were like, what if we just, like, start a clothing line that's, like, separate from the Kayvon brand, but, like, has its own brand? And I can, like, endorse it, sure, but, like, a lot of people can't. So this, like, brand is, like, majority his. I'm, like, a partial owner. But um, this is his line. It's, like, the Hero Soul by Adam Reed. And I, and I wear it. Obviously, I have a say in, like, what it looks like and things like that. But he's a great visual designer. It's something I'm not really good at. I think I'm a good curator, like being able to tell you if I think it's nice. But in terms of creating it, Adam's a legend. So, so we created Hero Soul. We put out like beanies last year, and they did really well. We sold them all, and now we, that was like season one. And now season two, we have these hoodies coming out, and uh, and uh, some like like uh, hats too. Like the their dad hats are in now. That's what they call them, dad hats, baseball caps. You know what it is. So um, these are actually dropping this weekend. Um, and so I'm just really excited to put them out. I think people are going to really like them. And uh, that's, like, under the under the clothing part of it. Um, and then the whole, like, Kayvon Enterprises thing is going to continue to expand. And a lot of things I'm working, like, some things I'm really pr- proud of are just kind of, like, the, the social impact things. And, like, you know, for-profit sustainable solutions, but also, like, non-profit things are just, like, for the good of the community. Like, right now I'm working with a team to help start this boarding school. I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on another initiative where, uh, you know, Dean Ferder, he's the dean of admissions at Penn, um, he, he and I developed this Coursera program. Well, he and his team really developed the program. But um, Chris, one of the producers I work with, and I, like, provided some music, and I'm working with Dean Ferder to, to expand it to expand the program, to how to apply to college program, to a, lot, to a bunch of kids who need help with like, college access. We've already, like, there's 3,000 students are already on the platform. I'm expanding it to my high school, and I'm going to help expand that elsewhere. And with all of your experience, do you have any advice for young, budding high school students who are interested in music or maybe interested in any, and even just entrepreneurship? Yeah, absolutely. Um, take what you will from this, because there's, there's like a lot that I could say. Uh, but what I'll say to to whoever's out there is don't be afraid to create. Like the center of all these things, all these people who are making impact is they're creating something. They're they're either creating a product or a service or an opportunity or an experience, some type of offering they're creating. And or it could be a brand. They're creating. And everything that they learn Right, everything that I've learned, the people who I who really inspire me, everything that that that, that, uh, 
that's like influencing what we do as creators or everything that influences us and what we learn is what we incorporate to what we do as creators. Everything I learn in a classroom, I incorporate into my business. Everything I learn in just like some clubs and organizations I'm in, I incorporate to my business and my product. And and by doing that, like you can you can do anything. You can do anything. Like a lot of people say like, "Oh, like how do you balance it all? Can I can I do it all?" Um can I do it all at one time? No, you can't do it all at one time, but you can do a lot over a period of time. That's what people don't understand. One day, you're not going to be able to address all these things that you're doing, right? But over a week or a month, you can space it out such that you can touch all those things. And when, when you're on break from school and you're not taking classes, you know, because you're on break, I, I, I made 25 tracks over the summer. I don't have to make a track during the school year and still have product coming out every other week if I wanted to, right? So... Um, you know, there's that component of it. But I I think, like, the other thing that it really allows you to avoid is, like, this idea of wanting to, like, be a part of this, like, exclusive brand or exclusive club that isn't yours, right? A lot of people, they struggle with, like, rejection from, like, get, from, like applying to something that's very selective. Or they try, to, they try to get in some club, they don't get in. They try to get in some school, they don't get in, or whatever. And it's like, if you're going to let something that you can't control impact the way that you feel, you're not going to get very far. Right, like I've been, I've been rejected from plenty of clubs, organizations, programs, you name it, right? But I, you know, another really strong piece of advice I have for them is to never set a goal where you don't control the outcome, right? It shouldn't be I want to win the race. It should be I want to run under a six-minute mile, right? Because if you're gonna if you're gonna set goals for yourself that are higher than what anybody else expects of you or expects of themselves, you're gonna stand out. And, and the thing that's going to be most impressive about you is what you've built. What you've built, obviously, like, it's, it's your brand, but how you've incorporated other people. How have you impacted other people's lives? How have you made the things that you've learned real? And then the last thing I'll say is uh, we live in a world where nobody is the center of the objective universe. Instead, everybody is the center of their own subjective universe, and they choose which influers, influencers and, like, you know, social ecosystems impact them. And all these social ecosystems are interrelated. You can't, you can't affect how, you know, whether or not the election's going to affect you. Obviously, the election's going to affect you in some way, right? You can't affect how, you know, uh, somebody, the principal of your high school, the president of your uh, club or your university. Like, you, you can't affect, or you can't change the fact that that's going to affect you, but you can choose what's going to influence you, Right. And, and as, a, as a human being who sees all these, like, social influencers, like, coming into your, like, news feed, so to speak, you have to pick what you're going to take from, from each of these things and how you're going to react. And then for me, as, like, an artist, as a brand builder, as a quote-unquote creator, is what I'm advising a lot of these kids to, to embrace, like, you have to understand that you're just one very small part of all the things that are impacting the people you're trying to target. You're one very small part. So you got to figure out how, how you're going to reach those people, how you're going to be the most relevant in their experience, you know, to help solve their goals and address these issues. And I think once you do that, re- really essentially around building the strongest brand you can build, you're going to have the most success for yourself. But most importantly, you're going to have the most success on the people around you. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.